blasphemy. Blasphemy, icons in the Presbyterian Church. John Calvin would be rolling over in his grave to know that we are doing this. If we were to worship in one of Calvin's church back in that time, we would have no stained glass windows. We would have no beautiful carvings in our wood. We would certainly not have an organ of this size. We might have a small organ and sing the psalms to pub tunes. Yes, the local pub. Because Calvin was trying at that time to refocus the church back to the word. The word as printed, the word as read, the word as proclaimed. Calvin had thought that the church had gone off too far following saints and art and angels and wanted the congregations to come back to hardcore scripture. And we did, and thanks be to God for the Presbyterian tradition of hardcore scripture. But also, thanks be to God that we have recovered somewhat from that prohibition against the arts. From that sense that we are moved only by the spoken word, but we are also moved by beauty of sight and sound and color and line and note. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for stained glass windows and prayer shawls, and even icons. As spirituality is opening up in these last few years, we find people of all religious traditions seeking for new ways to connect with God. And so we engage in meditation that we learn from the Buddhists. And we might do yoga as that way of being in union with God, who we call Jesus. And we may sit in silence with centering prayer that our Catholic sisters and brothers have become so wonderful out through these centuries. We study and open the books as reformed people. And yet, we also learn to sing to Zay with our French sisters and brothers. And in recent years, we've walked labyrinths and gone to the Orthodox Church and seen the beautiful icons on their walls and, yes, even engaged in icon painting ourselves to connect with God in beauty and in faith. Now, because icons are new to Presbyterians, although I am working on it quite diligently, one of the first things that people ask when they see an icon is, why are the people so serious? It's like, why don't they smile? There are many answers to this. 
One of them is that the icon is to be placid and peaceful and beyond temporary fleeting moments of emotion. Another is that the saints we depict in the icons are concerned about us. And if you look at the icon of Jesus that is on your bulletin cover, you will see that Jesus is very concerned. Jesus' brow is furrowed. His eyes look maybe a little sad. Maybe he is worried. And of course he is. He's got to take care of the sheep. Sheep get hungry. Sheep get thirsty. They get anxious and need to be held. Sheep get into all kinds of trouble. They get lost. They get tangled in thistles. They can be attacked by wolves or stolen by thieves. Of course, the good shepherd is concerned for the sheep. That little sheep, that lamb across his shoulders, ran away and got into trouble, which is why the good shepherd had to search that one out and put him on his shoulders, comfort her, and hold her tight. The good shepherd, and you'll see in other icons that depict more of the human person of Jesus, those hands are grasped around that little lamb's legs because they kick and they want to get away. And the good shepherd will not let them get lost or hurt or injured. Hold that one tight to bring them to safety. Now you see that little lamb on this icon does not look like they want to go anywhere. In fact, some of them are smiling a little bit. We tried to resist, but some of us icon painters simply could not resist putting a tiny little smile on our sheep. It is good to know that the Good Shepherd is concerned because there are many things in our world to be concerned about. We get concerned about safety in schools, the increase in the price of soybeans, about parents separated from their children, about whether or not our kids are gonna graduate from high school or college or ever get a job. Is the Game of Thrones really going to end the whole saga on a cliffhanger? There are many things about which to be concerned. It is helpful to remember that this 23rd Psalm is not about fluffy sheep and bright green pastures. We often think of this 23rd Psalm and could never imagine that the Good Shepherd would ever actually have to use the rod and the staff. But shepherding is not about fluffy sheep, and shepherding is not for the faint of heart. Who has been to the Holy Land? Are there green pastures? 
there are olive trees and there are rocks. There are not green pastures. For the good shepherd to find a green pasture for sheep is a miracle. The holy land, much of it is desert. This one leads us to still waters to drink. That word righteousness not only means right relationships, but also justice. The good shepherd leads in paths of peace and justice. And through the valley of the shadow of death, the good shepherd will fight for us with that rod and staff against wolves and thieves and any who seek to rob us of our joy against cancer and heart disease and, yes, gun violence and all manner of tyranny. The Good Shepherd loves us and leads us and struggles with us and suffers with us and has died to be with us in every experience of humanity and brings us out to a feast of plenty, abundance, a feast of joy, where enemies become friends. The Lord is my shepherd. The conviction that this psalm proclaims is that God loves us and will pursue us all the days of our lives into forever with goodness and mercy. God is absolutely against all who would do us harm. The Good Shepherd. I once knew a woman who could not believe this. Her only living relative, a brother, died of heart disease in his 50s, and she was devastated. Not just by his loss, which was devastating enough on its own, but she also believed that somehow God had taken him from her to try and teach her something. That God had a reason. The fact that he had a history of heart problems and that he was unhealthy were not the reasons she were looking for. She believed that somehow God was testing her faith. She could not believe that God was fighting for her brother or that God was just as grieved as she was at this loss. That God was, in fact, with her in her sorrow. That God was seeking to hold her in the community of faith and was providing a community of faith and all kinds of people to comfort her and cry with her and help her through that valley of the shadow of death. And we did hold on to her until she began to let go 
of some of those unhealthy beliefs that God would ever will anything for us other than abundant life in this life and in the life to come. Eventually, Maggie's soul began to heal. I don't remember exactly when she began to reach out to others who were in need, but she decided to become a deacon. And she began to weep with those who weeped. And she also began to laugh with those who laughed. She began to hold on to others as the community of faith had held on to her. I think she came to know that the Good Shepherd was indeed holding her fast. This 23rd Psalm offers us spiritual strength in the most intimate wounds in our lives. But it also speaks to the most intimate and profound wounds of humanity, us collectively. And so when we believe and we know that God is with us when we are hungry and thirsty, that God is fighting with us and for us, alongside of us, when we seek to feed the hungry, when we seek for there to be clean water for everyone, the Good Shepherd is there. God holds us when we hold on to others. When other souls are restored, God is with us to give us the words that will comfort, to help us to have the hope that we can speak. God is with us when we have to hear and say the challenge that, come on, let's keep on the path of what is right and what is just. We are not alone on this. We are together, and the Good Shepherd is holding us fast. The Good Shepherd walks us through all of the valleys of the shadow of death and all danger. And yes, the Good Shepherd holds on to us when we are the one who sits at the bedside and lets a loved one go, knowing that the Good Shepherd has picked them up and put that one on his shoulders and holds them close. I knew another woman, Abigail. She was well into her 70s before I knew, and I had known her for many years. I had known her for so long, and yet I did not know that she was a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Abigail had struggled with addiction and mental illness much of her life. 
It came a time when I visited her in the hospital many times, sometimes when she was in a catastonic state. Yet she kept going. She kept going with humor and with courage. And with a twinkle in her eye, she would smile through bright red reading glasses and say the most funny things to lighten other people's spirits. Life sparked within her. One day, she came to my office as I was preparing to leave that congregation, and she gave me a little book. And she said, do not lose this. It's very important. It was a book of the 23rd Psalm. And it had seen her through wars and addiction and recovery and illness, through the death of her husband, and there she was to give me that faith to hold on to. Sometimes we need that physical thing to hold on to. The little book, a prayer shawl. Sometimes somebody picks up a rock at a lake. At some place important, we just keep that and hold on to that. Sometimes it is the person's hand next to us that we need to hold on to. And sometimes it is an icon that is that physical thing that we hold on to to remind us that God is holding on to us. We printed out a picture of one of the icons. They're on little cards in baskets on the way out, both doors. And I invite you to take one or ten. Be brave, Presbyterians. You can do this. Hold on to it. And maybe you want to give one to somebody else for them to hold on to. The backs of them are blank. Maybe you want to write the 23rd Psalm on the back and keep it by your bedside as our iconographers often keep theirs close to them so that you can remember the Good Shepherd is with you. The Good Shepherd struggles on your behalf. The Good Shepherd is concerned about you and for our world. And the Good Shepherd leads us through all of the valleys, all of the shadows of death into new life forever. Forever. God holds on to you and me forever. Amen.